Week five was in the books, and it was going to be a big week for some teams. Must win, and plenty of them did just that. So divisions tighten up again, Boxhead. They do. Couple of uh, interesting ones. Bills, after uh, getting on a bit of a roll, we talked about the travel last week. Go over there, and the Jags get them in a tight one. After yeah, a, a letdown game. Slow start. Yeah, Sean Payton obviously had some pretty harsh words in the preseason about Nate Hackett and the Broncos being one of the worst coach teams he's ever seen, and. Goes into uh, the no, Jets. To be fair, they've gone backwards under him as well. So. Well, last year they at least had an exceptional defense. The defense this year is non-existent. And the offense, you'd have to say, hasn't probably gotten much better either. So, yeah, the um, less said by Sean Payton, the better at the moment. Not the greatest day for him. The Eagles and the 49ers just march on again. Good wins. 5-0. and <laughs> Both sides there. Um, the Patriots, another smash up and... Zero points, and you've got the Finns and the Chiefs. Did the, the Eagles a- and 49ers run into each other? During this year. Don't know if the divisions match up, to be honest. I'd have to look at the draw. Mm. But at the moment, both going along very nicely, particularly the 49ers gave the Cowboys reality check, that's for sure. Yeah. If the yeah. Arizona loss was one that people thought, oh, yeah, that's a bit of a slip in the road, that was definitely a punch in the mouth. Yeah, To l- let them know where they stand in the NFC side of things. and Yeah, they play each other on the 4th of December. There you go. What have we got? Big. Another month, so it'll be like week nine, something like that. Well, it's no, it's even longer. They play each other on the 4th of December. Yeah, whenever so it is. So it'll be deep in the season. They'll probably be about 12 weeks in. Yeah, they play each other, though. Mm. So that'll be interesting when that comes around, especially if they're both healthy and return into the best version of themselves. But let's run through it. Bears, commanders kick things off, and the Bears come up big, 40-20. Yeah. It's a stinker. Um... I watched this game and I struggled to watch it. It was horrible. Fields, one of his best days, four touchdowns. Found uh, DJ Moore. They hooked up. I think what he got three, two hundred plus yards. It was an absolute blowout. Let down for Washington, uh, particularly defensively. Oh, horrible! Yeah, it's been the strong part of their game, but their yeah, D line didn't get a whole lot of pressure. Fields had plenty of time. Secondary blue coverage a couple of times, misread some things. Oh, they turned the ball over as well. Yeah, multiple turnovers. Um, pretty much they left Howe with too big of a hole to climb out of so he made some plays late in the game but when you're down that early yeah it's like 27-3 at one point something like that it's, yeah. but yeah more more shook loose twice just on bad coverage some really bad reads so usually the one thing you can rely on with Washington's their defense to turn up but wasn't a great day in that regard and once they're behind obviously the run game goes out the window have to throw the ball and with that like you said comes a couple of turnovers so first sign of life for the Bears but again Playing Washington, still one and four. Uh, I don't think you read too much into it. And like I said last week, when you've got your pick and you've got Carolina's pick, who are now zero and five, still they're still in the running. Even if their pick goes with a couple of wins to be, you know, first pick and somewhere in the top ten again. Yeah, no doubt they're going to look to retool. Claypool, we talked about last week. That trade happened. He's gone to the Dolphins. Um, but I guess a couple more weeks to really have a look and see what they end up doing. If they strip out more pieces, if there's anyone else they trade, do they try to get more picks? Do they try to get more cap space? But interestingly enough, we've been talking about Caleb Williams this whole time. He came out this week and essentially said through himself and his dad that he won't come out if he doesn't like the situation. Fair enough. Because too. now yeah. with name, image, and likeness, NIL money, he can make as much money staying at USC for another year. Yeah. So he's given a highlight of teams that he's interested in going to or ones that he'd be happy to go to and. If some of them are not within range to get a pick or trade for him, he might not come out at all. So, 
you know, maybe a year on, things don't change a whole lot. But if he's getting paid well enough and he's killing college football, he'll come out on his own terms, I guess. But I think they mentioned teams like the 49ers. I was sitting there going, 49ers, they'd have to bloody trade a bit to get up to get him the way they're going. Vikings, yeah. one team he mentioned, I thought, well, that doesn't surprise me. You look at the way that Addison is, Jefferson, Hockinson, the weapons they've already got. If they got rid of Kirk and the season went backwards or they traded a few pieces to go up. But, yeah, you mentioned the Giants. Denny Dimes' contract has an out in the second year. Um, but, yeah, thought that was interesting now that college players finally get paid. A little bit more control rather than getting fed to someone in the draft, which, as they say, for a lot of people, you're trying to help out teams that are obviously on the bottom end, but <clears throat> some quarterbacks, they said, is the death sentence. Getting sent to a situation that may be, you know, just untenable. Like, look what happened to Andrew Luck. Great quarterback, overcame a lot, but end of the day, got bashed, never had no line. Just Well, look what's happened to Bryce Young. Mm. It's not a great start, is it, for everyone? No. You see guys like Lamar and that, they go mid-first round. Goff. Look at Jared Goff now. Struggle to start with. Mm. Had that one really good year, traded him out, but put an O-line in front of him and some pieces around him. Good player. He's competent, yeah. Mm. So... Interesting one there, but Bears, first win of the year. Commanders, uh, that one hurts. That division's tight, but yeah, the top end of it, you don't see them getting near the Eagles, that's for sure. And Riverboat Ron, there was questions about him at the start of the year and the enemy's there. Um, we're still talking about this game. If things go... It's a stinker. Oh, we're talking about the franchises as well, but yeah. uh, if things keep going this Riverboat way... Riverboat Ron, he's not long for the world. I'm surprised he's still there now. Yeah, well, he's had a long run. That's mm. the point I was trying to make there. So could be end of days very soon. Jags, Bills, 25-20 over in London. Um, pretty much sort of what we worried about, the travel and that. They had a bit of a slow start. When they woke up, it was too late. Yeah, the Jags were good, though. Mm, Jags were good. good. They ran the ball. Balanced the offense. And, yeah, the Bills, they just weren't, weren't quite where they were last week. There was always going to be a little bit of a dip post that Miami win. So, yeah, the travel. A few different... Contributing factors there, I think. And the thing for them, when they did wake up, they certainly made enough plays, but Jags were good enough to hold out. Like you said, couldn't stop the run game. Turned to a bit of a tit for tat um, after a bit, but Diggs, Allen linked up a couple of times again, a couple of long bombs, but Ed Oliver, huge play. Epinesa with a strip sack. They looked like they were fighting their way back into things, but Etienne um, was the real difference Anytime they seemed to... Getting a bit of a grind, I feel like they were getting back on top. He made a play, he broke one, yeah. broke for a run, or got come up with a big first down, and sort of just applied scoreboard pressure. And uh, before you know it, just sort of got away. Got to twenty five eighteen, and they got a touchdown with two left, but had to go essentially a hundred yards and had a lateral and fumbled in the last play. So good week for the Jags. We sort of said it like there'd been some positive signs, but just stumbling in the red zone. But better day and. That regard for them, um, especially like you said, being able to get some things going on the ground. And uh, yeah, I guess that slow start in that division for them doesn't really matter. But yeah, on the Bills side of things, they're going to have a head to head for the rest of the year with the Dolphins. But Yeah, well, they've got the splitter though. They've yeah. got the head to head splitter. Got the so. one that really matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, interesting. Diggs, man, such an angry human being. At the end there, smash an iPad. When they're not winning, he's not happy. When they're. Losing, he's not happy. He's threatened to leave. He got punted out of the Vikings. They had a bit of an issue at the start of the year with him. Very volatile. Yeah. Very, very volatile. <laughs> but uh, a few more injuries. This is the big concern for the Bills out of this. Not just the travel. Tredavious White last week at the start corner. Obviously, Torres Achilles, but now Matt Milano. Looks like he 
could potentially be out for the season as well. So yeah, that's gonna hurt. He's there organising linebacker. He's the inside. He's basically the quarterback of the defense. So you start to strip those pieces out, like we said, that window for them sort of been a couple of years. They've kicked it open and kept it open. It's a very vital year. But if injuries start to pile up, yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether they've got an outside linebacker that can play middle linebacker. Mm. But yeah, that's a huge adjustment for them because when he got a contract, a lot of people like he's basically a lot of the OLs like come into the league as middle linebackers from college. Mm. So, yeah, I, they should be able to cover it, but you're not going to have someone as experienced within that system yeah. as Milano. And game intelligence and call your plays. Well, not so much game intelligence. Set your defense. In and around that system, yeah. Mm. So that one could end up being a big blow, but... Um, yeah. It's similar to a quarterback. They'd have someone sharing the reps there, is what I'm saying. So, mm. Mm. be interesting. We'll wait and see about that. Speaking about that division... Jags getting that win. Uh, Colts, Titans. Tough one, but the Colts again. Uh, didn't give them much hope coming to the season. It's just tough every week. And Richardson goes out with the AC joint. Great backup in Minshew. Comes in, steadies things. Taylor's first week back. They didn't give him a whole lot of reps. But Zach Moss has certainly taken advantage of his opportunities with the ball. He was yeah, huge again. Massive game. Left him on the bench in fantasy, which was good. Mm, that always helps. 32. It was a bit of a field goal thorn. No one was really converting um, in red zone, but when things really mattered yeah, and come down to it, they found what they needed to find. And, um, you know, they made a couple of big plays on fourth and fourth and two and getting themselves upfield. And then there was a pick basically to finish things off at the back end of the game and got themselves out. But Matty Gay, um, special teams, like we said again, has been a big thing for them. Their defense keeps turning up the Colts and, been able to run the football. It looks like it'll be Minshew's team probably for a few weeks now as well. Well, yeah, you'd think so. AC yeah. joint for At least a week, yeah. But, um, Particularly when you've got someone competent who can win games in that position. So. Hmm. But you I mean, don't have to really stress. Whereas some teams have just, they've got no backup or no quality backup or a backup that can't help them win. Hmm. Well, I think if anything, they move the ball better passing with Minshew a lot steadier on that side of things. I and mean, they know they've got the run game there. Richardson obviously showed that he's got explosive players and he's got the legs, but it's twice now he's been injured. Yeah. So if they're going to keep using him this way, they're obviously going to come with that development like we've said a few times now, that once his arm gets better and hopefully develops into a more complete quarterback, that he won't have to use his body as much. But uh, Minshew certainly more than capable replacement. I honestly think he could start it a few times. Yeah, he definitely but, could. Yeah, they keep leaning to that running game. Taylor, funnily enough, we talked about running backs, signed a new deal. Three-year deal, about forty-two million. I think it's fourteen million a year, and the guarantee. So that standstill didn't look like it was going to be ended, but it's ended. So well, he looks a bit silly now as well. Like Moss has come in and done a really good job. So mm. be careful what you wish for. But yeah, I guess the fact mm. years they didn't give as many years, given a decent guarantee, but nothing huge. But they've settled on something. I wonder if that'll move the goalpost for Josh Jacobs. Who obviously, was another one who held out, not having the greatest start of the year over at the Raiders, but. Yeah, there was a lot of running backs obviously looking at that situation and the names that were off and where that was going to sort of play out. But this was a game of lines. We knew the offensive line of the Colts has come back to the fore this year. Defensive line for the Titans is big. They just went head-to-head. Plenty of field goals, but Colts come out with a win. So that division again, the old South, just shuffling, chopping and changing. Everyone was 2-2 two and two and now they slightly edge ahead. But always good nuisance value on the Titans, but... Just couldn't find it. Threw a pick there at the back on the drive and had a four and out as well. Saints Pats 34 zip said last week that 38 3 was rock bottom. Well, this is rock bottom. 
Yeah, that's not great. No offense, Mac. It was his sixth. He's got no time. He's getting bum rushed. Uh, I think, to his credit, I think most quarterbacks would struggle even with the weapons they've got there too. They're not the greatest. Yeah. About the only person I think has been consistent in the last couple of years or the one piece you could rely on is Hunter Henry. And again, that's a tight end. That's a safety blanket. Um, but the running game, Ramondre, it's been disappointing. Yeah, the line's not as good as what they've generally dealt with. You lose your best pass rusher and Judon. You lose Gonzalez, their first pick last week, their corner. Um, at the same time, though, he's under pressure that first one. He just hocks it. Sometimes you just got to take a sack and go down. Yeah. That's his six pick six at Gillette. Tom Brady only had four in 18 seasons. Yeah, he's not Tom Brady. I know he's not Tom Brady, but when you're throwing six pick so, sixes, that's a lot. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you have to eat your medicine. They had a bit of problems last year. Um, I Again, I think there's more problems than just Mac, but I certainly don't think they'll be taking up that option, that's for sure. It doesn't look that way. And for the first time in a long time, I wanted this a couple of years ago, but as a Patriots fan, surely this is the one year, regardless of Belichick and his pride and the wins and where the team's at, where there's four or five quarterbacks in this class. You've got injuries to two major pieces on your defense. You're not looking that great on offense. Surely now's the time to strip back, trade any assets you sort of have, and maybe make this the time where you go and get like potentially an ex-franchise quarterback. Yeah, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. But he zigs when other people want him to zag, so he much to the bit of his own drum. Mm. <clears throat> you know, the more people say you should do this, the more likely... Well, he wants to win. To... Plain and simple, but not to for it. the betterment of that <clears throat> franchise... Yeah, I'll believe when I see it. Because, you know, he's been coaching there a long time and they've never done that. Mm. Even the year where Brady went out with an ACL, you know, they marched on. They had Still had a better team. There, but... Yeah. Uh, I think maybe we've hit that point. Like, there's... Not a whole lot there that you'd look at and say it's a, a key piece or a really good piece. Like Gonzalez is looking like a really good pick. And Ramondre last year looked like he was going to be handy, but this year hasn't been great. But in terms of pieces that are there and some of the contracts they've signed, especially on offense, it looks like it needs a good clean out. Yeah. So big question as well. It's coming from a lot of people over there is what happens with Belichick and Robert Kraft. There was obviously a bit of a fracture between all of them and his relationship with Brady. Belichick, it's a few years removed now. Um, that maybe, you know, it's obviously his team and he's pretty much giving him free reign. Would he step in at some point and basically say, that's the plan. Let's strip it back and try and get a quarterback or will he be there at the end of the year? Who? Bilicek? Yeah. Yeah. Why would they move him on? I'd think it'd be crazy to do it, but a couple of years removed now and things have been slowly getting worse and worse. So at some point, someone's going to have to make the decision whether he retires or what, what direction things go, but it'd be interesting. Yeah, I think it's crazy. Mm. There were some people which I laughed about, which is pretty funny. They talk about Staley the other week that if they tended to move off and they've got Herbert and they're ready to win right now and need help on their defense, that they sack Staley and get Billichick to finish up with the Chargers. He could do worse than that. I thought, I mean, well, if he's got a quarterback, he's shown what he can do when he's got a quarterback and he just takes care of the defense. Oh, wow, yeah. But yeah, there was a few uh, Boston types this week just because that relationship between Kraft, Brady, Billichick, and all the things there to see how that works, but. For the Saints, Carr's injured, played through it, but they didn't really stress him. He did throw 26 times, but nothing crazy, nothing long. They were good on the ground. They were good defensively. A couple of picks, turnovers. New England were 1-14 from third downs. Um, 40 minutes of possession with the Saints. Like, Yeah, it goes back to all those questions we just spoke about. At what point do you stop, look at it, and go, all right, this is a chance to get a franchise player again? 
but time will tell. That's Pitt's, the thing. Like, it's not guaranteed to be a franchise player either. No, but it's a lot better than picking late in the first round or like they did a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, I understand that, but it's not a slam dunk. Mm. It doesn't guarantee success. No. Like, go through and look at all the but we've also top, spoke 10, about top 10 draft picks for the last 10 drafts. The other side. It'd be interesting to see the percentage which are slam dunk franchise How players. hard is it to get a quarterback? You can't really get him in free agency. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, even if you draft one, it doesn't mean he's going to be good. Yeah, but Just because you draft sometimes you need to take a chance. You're yeah. not going to get one in free agency. Well, or you have to trade. At least you get a known quantity. A shitload to get one. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's the one thing about the NFL compared to a lot of leagues we spoke about this other. I'd be sooner trading for one than trying to draft one. Well, you need the capital, obviously, do that. I'll have something to give away. I don't really think they've got a whole lot to give away well, at this point. Cap space? Ah, uh, not really. I think they spent a lot of their cap space. Okay. Locked up. That's so. what I'd be doing. I'd be clearing cap space and going after someone who's. You know, a mid-range quarterback, and then drafting one as well. Probably trying to trying to do both, trying to get something in free agency and and draft. So at least you give yourself, like you say, a bit of a <clears throat> plan B. Well, this is that point again, though. A lot of them, if they get available, they got the fifth-year option, then they can tag them twice. Like it's one of the things about the NFL. If someone's got somebody, even if they are mid-range, it's you very hard. You reckon someone would trade for Mac Jones? No, I think you probably. They I wouldn't. Would. I'd prefer, honestly. No, I think someone would. Oh, well, the only. Get a second or a third rounder for him? No. No way. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think you'd do better with a Brissette or a Minshew or other players. I'd rather a few guys than Mac Jones. Yeah, okay. But coming yeah. into his. I'd, I'd be picking up the phone. Coming into his fifth year option and where he's going to be after this, I think if anything, he ends up a backup somewhere. The other problem is. The, the thing is that. A lot of quarterbacks would want to play for Belichick as well. So that's to the Pats' advantage. Well, so, you'd hope so. Like, not last year with Patricia and Judge, but with O'Brien there. In yeah. The offense, weapons, it's still not looking that great at the moment. So I guess for a quarterback, it wouldn't just be Belichick. You'd be looking at the offensive line and the offensive weapons and going, mm. so that's why I'm sort of sitting there yeah, thinking. I reckon if, if Pats picked up the phone and said to Vikings, said, we'll flip you. The Cousins? Yeah. Oh, I think we'd we'd be having to give a lot more to them to get Kirk than what they would us. I don't know about that. The only... I reckon they'd be happy to walk him now. I think they're in a similar spot to you guys. Well, they've definitely got better weapons than we do. Jefferson, yeah, Osborne, no, but I think Addison, I think the Hawkinson... uh, yeah, well, obviously, but mm. I'm not. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ap- appetite to move his contract. Yeah, well, I think for them. <laughs> It's a quicker retour because they've actually got pieces. Whereas I look at us and go, well, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, the few players so you on, can take the co- take the contract on defense. I just think we're better off starting fresh, though, not taking a forty million dollar veteran because he's not going to be throwing to Jefferson and the guys. <laughs> yeah, I just think, there. don't assume that's going to be a slam dunk when you draft. Oh, I'm not assuming it's going to be a slam dunk, but at some point you have to take that risk. We had Cam Newton for a year, didn't work. They had a quick look at Zappy. They went back to Mac. They've gone back to Mac again. They put Zappy in a couple of times, like. For the rest of this year, by the looks of it, the, the, the offensive side looks like a complete blow-up. But time's going to tell with what they do and how the results go, but in that division, <coughs> they're no hope. They're definitely going to run last uh, in the East, that's for sure. What uh, about Ryan Tannehill? No. They can keep him over the Titans. Mm. I think, again, draft, start fresh, get rid of some of the bad contracts try and sort that side of the ball. The other side of the ball, they've, they've got some okay plays on defense, um, but yeah, the offensive side looks looks like it needs a complete revamp. 
But, yeah. Still, look at Brock Purdy. Isn't Brock Purdy Mr. Irrelevant? Wasn't he the last player pick? Well, that, that's another one of those ones that so. is a, uh, you know, a, a flaw over in that system like when Wilson got drafted. Oh, he's too short. It's like, but can he play the position? Like, Purdy wasn't bad in college, but he was overlooked because of his size and his arm strength. But you look at him now, the way he's operating, they're all saying it's Shanahan's system. I'm like, well, I think you got to give him some credit. See him yeah. move, see him adjust, make reads. Throws a very nice ball. Tannehill and Cousins are the two at the top of the unrestricted free agents in the NFL. Mm. So they're probably the two you're looking at. Yeah, again, I'd rather What about Dak Prescott? Definitely not. Yeah, again, for the money you're going to pay... Got. Yeah, well, pay <laughs> for a veteran and you get stuck with half your salary cap. I'd rather go get someone on a cheap deal, try and get a franchise player and start afresh where you can actually put pieces around them. You bring in a veteran like that when your cap's already tight, you can't buy anyone. <clears throat> yeah. Like, who's, I don't want to pay Dak $40 million. You see what Dak does when Dak actually has to win him a game. But, I don't know why you're getting upset. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. You, you're talking about cap. Like, I'm throwing up options because you're saying your team's shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get a, rookie, shit. get a rookie. So, you're in a position to get yeah. a decent pick. So go get someone. Get yourself some cap space. Give yourself a four or five-year window to actually put players around it and try and make something happen. Patriots have got $25 million in dead money on their cap. Mm. Yeah, move on. Mm. So, Eagles have got $57 million dead money. Packers, $59 million. Yeah, well, that'd be most of the Rogers money this year, wouldn't it? Holy Harry. Moving on some of that. Uh, still the 49ers have got $40 million in cap space. This They've year. They've got the most cap space. This is for this year. 2023. They've got the most cap space in the league. Well, that's what happens when your quarterback's worth a million bucks. <laughs> wow. And they traded for McCaffrey. I don't know if they restructured that deal. Heading into next year, the Bears at the moment, and the Patriots have got the most cap space. Yeah, well, how much cap space we got? For next year, $106 million. Yeah, that's because a lot of those bad offensive pieces that I'm talking about hopefully are coming off. So you've got a chance to get a good quarterback, get some weapons, and retool. Rather than pay forty million for a veteran, they could go reset <laughs> things and try and fix that side of the ball. But yeah, you're looking at the 49ers, like you're saying, move off Jimmy G, who wasn't a, a terrible contract. They signed a big contract to start with, um, but over the years, as the average goes up, they move on from him. Once Purdy hits and get rid of that Lance pick as well, yeah. like you know, you're paying him. They'll laugh now the week saying that this guy's the starting quarterback for the best team in the NFL. He's driving around and beating up Corolla and sharing rent with somebody. I'm like, well, that's the rookie contract. He's- so the 49ers have got $40 million in cap space for this year. They've only got $3 million for next year. Yeah. So it just shows you a lot of those guys have been Nick upgraded, Bosa, upgraded and retained. Debo, there's a couple of guys that are coming into money. Mm. So things are going to tighten up. They got Well, they've got a bit of cap space to go and grab someone this year as well to help them win this year then. Like a bit of a gun for hire. Still they amazing that they've got that because they paid Debo and they paid a couple of other guys. $40 mil. And they let a few go, like McGlinchey and that on their O-line to bring in other pieces. So, yeah, I wouldn't have thought they had that much money left over. But again, quarterback's worth literally less than a million bucks. So, you know, you're looking at Purdy. I know, play the way he played on the weekend. You look at Dak, who's on close to 40 million, and you go, okay. I know who I'd rather have. System's definitely part of it, but um, he's certainly competent. Steelers, Ravens, upset again. We talk about the AFC North. Doesn't matter how they're going. Uh, Pittsburgh, yeah, home field. come up big. 
you know, first drive, they roll, run past, Lamar looks good, Hill scores, they roll the second one, kick a field goal, and you're sort of sitting there going, it's just going to be the case of the Steelers again. Can't run the ball, can't get a drive going, defense is going to wear down, but things just slowly started to turn. Their defense got a strip fumble, they blocked the punt, got a safety, and just kept turning up big on the defensive side of the ball. Special teams as well. Alex Highsmith, strip sack, Watt picks it up, and then they finish it off. Um, obviously with that sack at the end of the game and pick it, say what you will, but at times when he actually gets a bit of time and gets moving, comes up with some nice plays, hit pickings on the run, nice bomb. Yeah. Mate ended up being the difference, and yeah, the Ravens, uh, the, the Steelers' defense just come over the top of them. Mm-hmm. But it's been the same thing sort of every week for them. Like You heard a lot of good stuff in the preseason, but they haven't been able to run the ball. They can't put drives together, and if it's not him and pickings, it sort of doesn't happen. Yeah, so they're in a similar deal. Like the offensive side hurts, but my god, their defense is good, especially their rush. Yeah, it's very good. What's a freak! But for the Ravens, there's been some really good patches where you look at them and go, "They're a contender." And then there's days like this where they start like a house on fire, then they couldn't get in there going at all. A couple of turnovers, lean on the run too much, can't move. Um, but the North opens up with that result. They were looking to go clear on top. Now these two are three and two. Bengals get a win today, go two and three, and the Browns are two and three. Yeah. So one minute it looked like it was going to all sort of pull apart and stretch out like a slinky. Now they're all glued at the hip again. So those head-to-head results, they're massive. Huge. So yeah. big in that division. Um, but, yeah, good day uh, for Pickett off the back of that knee. Joey Porter Jr., his dad played there. They drafted him, took his first pick, which was huge. It was a third down play in good position. That was the real turning point in the game and um, should have been going for a seven-pointer. Rips that one away, and then from there, their defense just took over the game. They did, yeah. So, big day for the Steelers and great response. The Falks back on top with a win, 21-19 over the Texans. Um, again, good day for Ritter. Uh, it wasn't the best couple of weeks, and they were leaning very, very heavily on their run, but distributed the ball. Got Pitts involved, which you talked about last week. Wanted to see him touch the ball. Hit him eight times. <laughs> hooked up with Jonu, so he's definitely leaning on the tight ends. Drake London. Seven and a couple of big catches and uh, Bijan, a couple of freak moments again. There was obviously the down moment with that fumble, but the one-handed grab from that toss play forward, where he was barely even looking, just grabs it and shuffles his way in. Again, I think uh, a lot of people talk about not drafting running backs high. He was worth the pick. Massively, yeah. Definitely worth the pick. And Another one of these occasions, like you said, if they stick with Ritter, I guess, for the year and see what they've got, this is one of the better examples of what you get. Yeah. He's more competent, put some drives together, sustain some drives, move the ball, and again, when they've invested, especially two first-rounders in receivers, to see Drake London getting six or seven catches, to see Pitts getting seven or eight catches, that's what should be happening. Exactly. You can't just go, all right, well, we're a run first team. <clears throat> Quarterback's not great, but we've spent all this first-round <clears throat> capital on receivers and linemen, and we, we can't move the ball. Like, at some point, someone has to be competent enough to do that. So if they find out that he is that person... And it balances out with their run game. Well, similar deal. You capitalize on that. Having a cheap quarterback and good labor around him. Exactly. So, um, good result for him. The Texans, to be expected. Like, I know we are very positive the last couple of weeks, but with such a young team, they're going to have weeks like this. They had chances to win this game. Yeah, they, they but, needed to convert some of the field goals into touchdowns. That was the issue. So, I think for them, again, it's just going to be a learning year, but there's plenty of positive pieces there. Yeah. So, I don't think you can really kick them. Ryan's and... The drafts and Stroud again, still no turnovers. Like you said, probably just need to be a bit more clinical in terms of converting. Yeah. But 
fair band, very handy with a boot. <laughs> Defense made a couple of plays, and um, theirs is just going to be that sort of year. But, you know, they're still well in the hunt for their division. Their division's wide open. Oh. So it could be a really positive year. On the flip, for them, it's I don't think it's a bad thing. If you have a good start and you sort of fade away and get a decent pick again, they can just add more pieces. Yeah. So I'd be interested when you talk about salary cap, what the Texans have got in space next year. Surely there'd be some people looking over at D'Amico Ryans and what's happening there and Stroud and maybe there'd be some people interested in going to play for the, the Texans. You wouldn't have said that for the longest period of time, but if this year has promise with Tank Dell and Nico Collins and all that, if they can pick up like a decent number one receiver or a big time receiver to go in with those few... For this year, they've got four and a half million. Hmm. What's next year look like? Yeah, I don't have that in front of me. That's the one I'm more interested in. If uh, The way they drafted... If they had some money to spend. 2024. 88 million. Well, there you go. So you look at some of the positives they found. Fifth highest. Receiver-wise. and um, He added a little bit on their secondary, but he's a defensive coach, so he might be able to go and get a few pieces for his defense. And Interestingly, the Bengals are up there as well. Yeah, I think they've got some decisions to make on some players. They obviously paid Burrow, but there's some other guys they are going to be coming off that uh, much like we've seen this year, particularly on their defense, are looking for paydays. So, Big increase in the cap between this year and next year as well. Mm. I think they've all got ratchets, don't they, basically? No, I mean just in the base salary. Mm. So at the moment it's 225 basically, million. Next year it goes up to 256. Yeah. It's a $30 million increase. It's almost 10%. We hear the values all the time of their franchise and their TV deals. It's crazy money. Yeah, no, I know. But it's it's a big Yeah, I'm just talking difference. in general. Like the cash and... The fact that like this year they've gone so to some of that might be when they yeah when the the percentages on contracts may go up. Mm. But the buy-ins from you know countries like ours, and then the fact that they go to London, New Mexico, Germany, like yeah, they're really taking it global or trying to push it a bit further than what it was before. So talk about all the streaming and that now as well, and people bidding for games and breaking up packages. Like the NFL would just be absolutely rolling it. Yeah, hundred percent doing really really well. But the, yeah, the value of the franchise is absolutely nuts. But yeah, Texans third downs and red zone sort of hurt here, but yeah, I guess if you're a Falcons fan, like you were saying, a bit more patience with Ritter and if they give him a full season. Yeah, I there's no reason why they shouldn't. the end, they can have a full <clears throat> sample size and make a decision from there whether that's the way they want to go. Yeah. Rather than give him some time. get five or six games in and go, this is a bad week, this is a good week. Um, that's what you get with young quarterbacks. The only question you've got to put on the flip side of that, and we see this all the time, is if the coach is comfortable. And Arthur Smith doesn't strike me as a bloke that's lost his nerve. He's just going with the flow and um, seeing what they've got there. And obviously, I don't know if he's talked to the owner or blank or they've got a direction, but he doesn't seem like he's threatened at all by the situation. So that's always a positive and uh, (laughs) keeps them rolling their division. The Lions, 42-24 over the Panthers. They got a couple of late touchdowns. This was dominant. And this just speaks to, again, you look at the Lions, there was a lot of talk, a lot of hype off the back of last year. And when you play a third or fourth place schedule compared to playing a first place schedule. You know, I know the Chiefs were missing a couple of players to start, but the roll into Arrowhead, and I know they had, you know, a loss as well, but they've been very impressive. Very impressive. And everything we said needed to happen has happened. We saw last year that their offense looked better with Ben Johnson running that side of the ball. They've probably got even better balance now, despite the fact they lost both their running backs in the run pass side of things. Their offensive line's massively underrated. Goff has all the time in the world. He's even starting to move a little bit. He's had a couple of QB sneaks the last few weeks. 
they had Jameer Gibbs out today and I'm on Raw St. Brown and they still put 42 on. Yeah. So yeah, They look very good. You know, and then defensively was the big question. He said last year we need to get better. That's slowly getting better. A couple of turnovers today. Hutchinson, second year is growing. He's a good player. There's other parts, you know, their safeties, uh, their secondary, which they put a bit of work into. If that side of the ball gets better, which is basically what he was aiming at, you know, who knows? They could be a bit of a smoky on the NFC side of things. Yeah, big time. But for the Panthers, it's going to be <clears throat> what we expected week to week to week. And things are getting a bit better for Young and his receivers. There was a couple of turnovers again, as to be expected. But at this point in time, he just constantly seems like he's under pressure. Yeah. Um, there was talk the other week about after that Dalton game, oh, they should play Dalton. So, like, well, what, what do you get out of that? What do you get out of playing Dalton? Hmm. He's a 10 plus year veteran. Like, he's not your long term quarterback. So, I know it sucks in the last few years on a rule. And they chopped and changed a little bit, but they got Reich in. He's a quarter, former quarterback, quarterback coach, had success with a lot of quarterbacks. He drafted Young. Similar deal again. It's it's just growing pains. It's more probably frustrating, like we said, that they're not running the ball like they did last year. If they had a bit more balance, well, then he probably doesn't have to make so many decisions and have pressure and move and have the turnovers he has. But that's unfortunately the reality of their situation. And because they've been down in games as well, then you don't run the football because you chase the scoreboard. So you've got to throw Makes it easier for defences to obviously figure out what's going on when they know you have to post points. But they got some garbage time sort of stuff here. But again, um, it's not going to be one year for a kid fresh out of college. That's <laughs> not. So, and exactly the argument that Caleb Williams is making. If I'm the number one pick and I look at what the team is, who's to say I really want to go somewhere like that? Because he's essentially saying, like, it, the way the system works, sometimes where you could be going could be an absolute disaster. There's a rare occasion where a good team has a bad year, some injuries or trades up to a spot, but for the most part, um, sometimes it could be like what Cleveland were a decade ago where every year they just seemed to draft a quarterback and it was like anyone who's going there is just fodder. They were just a basket case. Yeah. But yeah, for Bryce Young and the Panthers at the moment, they've sort of been stuck in a cycle they can't get out of. And Played some good teams as well. So. Yeah, hopefully he can break <laughs> it, but patience. Uh, but yeah, great win for the Lions and that balance for them is uh, really looking at it to be a positive thing. Dolphins 31-16 over the Giants. Um, besides a couple of picks, you know, 500 plus yards of offense. Again, they've broke the record for the most yards in five games in NFL history. I think the record prior to that was by those St. Louis teams that were entertaining in the early yeah, 2000s right. with Torrey Holt and Kurt Warner and that. I think Marshall Falk. They broke the record for yeah the most in five games. Wow. So and again on the ground where last year they bagged him out saying he was a run game player and they don't have the run. I don't know where bloody A chains come from or where they found him or you know what they knew, but between him, Mostert, Hill, Waddle, all the pieces they've got on that side of the ball, they're insane. Got some weapons. Um and all credit to him again, because with the window dressing, their offensive line's not the greatest, but with some of the play designs and stuff he draws up, it, it tends to give Tour enough time or create enough deception for him to be able to execute what they want to do and um, for the Giants things have stayed exactly how they were um, their defensive line still hasn't really been that great offensively Jones has been running for his life the only good thing seemed to happen when he moves yeah. and then he got injured so mm. Tyro Taylor come in to finish the game and things just go from bad to worse if you're Brian Dayball don't know how bad I think they said it was a neck injury yeah, so it's a write off unlikely for next year but luckily for them I looked at that deal originally and saw four years, $160 million, and thought that's the worst. But with the way they've written it up, I think, yeah, they've essentially got an out after year two. Mm. So headed to next year, if they've got a good pick, who knows, they might be another one in the sweepstakes and look to trade him or 
just exit, exit their way out of that deal. Or they might try and retool and give them a chance, but they've got an out. So yeah, um, frustrating for New York fans after the positives of last year. But well, both New York teams just oh, things have just ended up drill gone sideways, hasn't it? But yeah, I don't know. Haven't seen much about the report of what's wrong um, in terms of the neck or how bad it is. But yeah, they didn't get a whole lot going. Okariki was a positive on the defensive side of things, but offensively, mostly field goals and not a whole lot else. So yeah. the pick six that was tipped was about the only highlight for them. Bengals 34-20 over Arizona. And I tell you what, Jamar Chase said he's always fucking open. He is always open. Yeah, <laughs> he put up a hell of a stat line. Three TDs. I think it was like a record for them in receptions, yards, touchdowns in a game. Um, Burrow probably looked the healthiest he's looked. It's a bit old considering a calf or something that lingers, but probably the most free he looked. And the funny thing is, we would have thought at the start that you'd say Arizona are an easy out, but they haven't been an easy out and they weren't again in this game. Oh, they, well, no, they weren't. They were in the mix. A um, couple of picks and turnovers. Dobbs threw his first pick as a Cardinal, which turned into a pick six. And then they responded on the back of that with a 63-yard bomb to chase, which put some scoreboard pressure on. Uh, you know, Then they ran one in, got it back to 24-20, but... Just a poor turnover after that. There was sort of like a, a rush from an edge. I think it was Hendrickson, the edge rusher, which made him think there was a bit of opening. Then he dropped back into coverage and corner sort of just cut the route. And after that, they wrapped things up. But uh, for them, he said it this week, it was a must win. They're and saying the, that Daniel Jones will play this week. Well, there you go. So obviously that neck wasn't too bad then. Had an MRI and it's come up positive. Mm. Interesting. I guess for them, similar deal. At what point, if you, things are going awful this year and you're looking like you've got a decent pick, do you keep pushing? Yeah. Saquon as well, you haven't done a deal with. You've got him on a tag. Like They've got a few decisions to make there. Quarterback, running back. They traded for Waller. Las Vegas were obviously happy to let him go because of a big contract, his age and his health. So they've got three big pieces on offense. They do, yeah. Um, two they've obviously had to make decisions on, but... Yeah, Bengals, plain and simple, must win, did win. Um, good fight again from Dobbs and the Arizona side of things, but plain and simple, that division for them, um, having already lost head-to-head games for the Bengals, they're going to have to have a decent record to at least try and get a wild card. Yeah, sure. But this gives them a breath of life, and then the Steelers upset, log games, everything for them. It could have been a lot worse. Could have been, you know, two away or two back and no head-to-head, but now they're only one back and, you know, the head-to-head split obviously hurts, but they're in a much better position than what they could have been. Yeah. So, positives there. Um, Him and Jamar, crazy. 38 minutes of 22. The turnovers they got for their defense showed some signs of life, but, yeah, let's see how they go next week. Um, Eagles-Rams, this was actually a pretty entertaining game. In particular, sort of finished the second half, but... They went right after each other. Got it. Finally had a big day. Thought he would have been a big piece of the offense. But, yeah, Stafford, really, really happy to obviously have cutback, to have Nakua, what he's been doing. He's got two really good receivers there. Atwell scored early. Nice throw out on the outside. Only way he could get it. Did the two-tap with his feet. Exchanged field goals. They were just tearing up that secondary like most people have on the Eagles. Bradbury beat one-on-one by Nakua. They got the lead. And then right on the half, it just felt like he had time all day. Their offensive line was so good. He hit AJ for an absolute bomb. Got the chance uh, to go for a field goal. And, yeah, I think instead it turned into that scrum play where they run in that everyone gets angry about. And 
they took the lead out a bit further. But People they, get angry about it because they can't stop yeah, it. Yeah, well, exactly. But they ended up going in with a decent lead instead after conceding. So, mm. um, you know, Hurts and got it again, continued things in the second half and things slowed down a little bit for the Rams in terms of Cup and Nakua. Nakua come up with a fumble. They kicked a couple of field goals. Elliot's been rock solid on that side of the ball. But, yeah, after what was a bit of a scrap and a back and forth in the second half, they sort of just took control and they pretty much did a Rams to the Rams. Rams have been really good this year on a McVay at possession, sustained drives, taking away the clock and trying to burn down defences. They pretty much did that to the Rams. Yeah. Held the ball, controlled it, ran it well, 454 yards of offence, and when he needed to make plays, he made plays. Uh, still concerns again, like talk about salary cap. Money obviously hurt somewhere. They lost a few guys on the back end. Some of the plays and the ease that guys are open, uh, it worries you when they play a team like the 49ers. It's a little scary, yeah. Yeah, because... I know their defensive line and Carter, again, huge impact, two sacks. and Both their lines are good, but, yeah, that secondary, if they can't penetrate the front of the team like the 49ers with what they're doing at the moment, I'd hate to think what's going to happen to the secondary and the linebackers. Um, yeah, because they can score themselves, but if they can't slow them down like they could last year, <coughs> that could be the real key piece moving forward. But Rams just continue to be a tough out. I think, given the cards they'll dealt this year, to find Nakua... Um, the growth in Atwell, Cup being back, Stafford, like I said, I know they're very top heavy, they don't have many assets, but um, some of the pieces they do have actually aren't too bad considering the situation they were dealt. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, they've been a, a tough game for most teams. Jets, Broncos, I can't say this was great to watch. Um, it wasn't. From muffed punts. It was a stinker. Two special team fumbles, an absolute field goal a thon, three and outs. Um, you know, probably the highlight was that running back that the Broncos have found the last week. Jaleel McLaughlin. He's come up with some nice plays and looked like a handy player, but yeah, this was a bit of a punch for punch back and forth about who could make an error and who else could make an error and who wasn't going to bugger it, but they took control of things um, at the back end, got to a 24 to 13 lead and, you know, off the back of Brees Hall having a huge day cracking that 72 yard run and their defense coming up with some plays with the safety and some field goals. Troutman from Wilson, they get the two-pointer, 24-21, and they're closing in, and Zach Wilson throws a pick to Sertan. You think, this is their opportunity here, going to drive and tie things up. And then Quincy Williams, who, again, the Jets' defense we speak about every single week has been the whole and sole reason they've been in every single game. Strip sack Russell Wilson. Hall comes streaming through. Great pickup on the fingertips right on the sideline. Takes the... Loose ball back to the house and 31-21, they get the win. And like we said, talk about it or not, Peyton, when you go out and make comments like you did at the start of the year and everyone looks at you and just kind of says, well, you know, that's not not fair game whether you're thinking it or not. To go in now, to think offensively they've probably got worse, but then on the flip last year, they were exceptionally on defense. Everyone's talking about how good they were. That side of the ball has drastically gone backwards. So overall, they're in a worse situation. Yep. So, you know, that's why sometimes, regardless of what you got on your resume of what you've done beforehand, uh, you're better off maybe curbing your words a little bit. Just a tad. And then when you got the flip side here, they have no Aaron Rodgers. They're up against it. They've rolled in with Zach Wilson. They've got a good defense, don't get me wrong. But after talking up a big game there, if there's one game I certainly would have wanted to win regardless of a rebuild season, that would be the one. <laughs> so... Hasn't been the greatest week and uh, more cracks between him and Wilson. When he got strip-sacked at the end, he 
trying to talk to him, getting a bit frustrated, getting his face. Wilson basically just brushed him, so mm. things just seem to get worse and worse there, and maybe the rider will be on the wall. A lot of the talk when Wilson went there that he's very individual. You hear a lot of his Seahawks teammates not say too many positive things about him, and him and Peyton are certainly not seeing eye to eye very early on either, so yeah, um, this could be a very ugly ending at the back end of the year for the Broncos. And it could be. Considering what they traded for him uh, to get What's him he over got there. Left? What, this is it? Well, I thought it was like four years, and this is only year two. Yeah, well. They paid big money. It was obviously previous regime. The team's now been sold and different coach, different owners. Um, but considering what they were willing to do to bring in Sean Payton and try and turn things around, it wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, they brought Stidham as the backup if they gave him the keys to move on or trade or to see what they can do. But it's a bit if, of an issue. If your other teams right now, the salary's on in the years he's got left. Yeah. You'd probably just have to take chump change and try and dump salary. Enjoy that. But, yeah, they handed out a, a fair few picks to get him there. So, again, different owner, different coach at the time. But if you're a Broncos fan, uh, you're pretty frustrated at the moment. Yeah, pretty right. frustrated. But if I'm a Jets fan, uh, there's been fight. There's another week there where your defense come up yeah. big. Bruce Hall off the back That's of an ACL. It's always hard to get going, but huge day for him. I think it was like 177 yards and then ripping off that 72-yarder. Massive play. Huge. And Quincy Williams being one of the best linebackers in the league comes up with a big play with a strip sack. So, J-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Get a win. Chiefs, Vikings, certainly again, not pretty. Um, and another seven points or less loss for the Vikings. Yeah. We said it so flips. going to swing. It's flipped in a big way this year. It's not good. They've only won one game, but um, they fumbled on the first play. That pretty much summed up where things were going. It's not good. Pacheco crashes in early. Um, some of their drives just wasn't really happening. For the Chiefs, it's it's been a slug every week, but Pat Mahomes is navigating, having young receivers. Ross, Sky Moore, Tony, these sort of guys, Rashi Rice, like every week it seems like just little completions and they're leaning more into the run and their defense. And Kelsey's obviously his one really reliable option, but you know to be where they are, four and one, working through that situation, it sort of scares me to think where they could get to. If one or two of these guys just come forward to be more reliable targets so we can share a little bit more than throwing to Kelsey and landing on the run with what they do with their day. And even last year, everyone said the same thing, that their offense was terrible. At least here, some of these guys could possibly be there for the next three or four years if they improve. Yeah. So, yeah, if you can get more Ross, any of these sort of guys to be even semi-competent, considering the way they're winning right now, it could be very scary. Because they've gone four and one and they really haven't had to kick down the front door yet. No. But scare with Kelsey getting hurt. Um, when I've got scans, come just, back on. Just, yeah, they just look like they're in second second gear at the moment, don't they? Yeah, just figuring out their offense, basically. And if they do, we know how scary that could be. Mm. Um, but they're really working through it. A um, couple of nice moments. But, yeah, for the Vikings, just they were desperate for a win and they tried really hard. A couple of field goals. They had a couple of fourth down plays, a fake run, a throw. They really risked it, put it all on the line. And it just didn't come up. Um, every time they sort of got within reach, got taken away. There was a long sack that happened. Had to punt away. When they scored uh, through Madison to get it 27-20, they had three more drives after that. Just couldn't come up with points. Yeah. KC closed it out. And it's just another one of those days again where it's a one-score game. And Jefferson went out in the fourth quarter of the hamstring. They haven't confirmed the severity yet, but that could be a big blow. And... The flashes of Addison, they've come up with a good pick there. So 
that's the thing. Like when someone like Caleb Williams goes, I'd go to the Vikings. I'm like, if I'm the Vikings here and that, I'd be getting rid of Kirk Cousins right now. Put Jefferson IR or something. Just come up with shit. <laughs> and go, all right, we're tanking. Huh. We're tanking. And when you get here next year, we'll have Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson. We've got three wide receivers. We've got a tight end. <laughs> we'll get you. You're worth bugger all. That frees up 30-something million in space. We'll try and fix up the defense a little bit and we go again. True. But there's a reason he named certain teams because clearly he's looked and thought these teams that have cap space, good coaches, or they've got pieces I can work with. But hmm. The Vikings, imagine if they were a, a top couple of picks or were in a position to try and get that pick. Yeah. That'd be insane. Craziness. To teleport somebody like that in and go, these are your receivers as a first-year player. Hmm. Well, yeah, nuts, but yeah, that question around Kirk will continue, I guess, for the whole season and what ends up happening there, but um, tough start to the year for the Vikes, tough start indeed. 49ers Cowboys, absolute demo job. Um, some of the one-score drives and how easily they just tore their secondary apart was nuts, and then he's just too smart. He ran extra traffic, got the halfbacks, got the fullback, just everyone just chipping Parsons, hitting Parsons, hitting their pass rush. And the best thing as well, because they were scoring so quickly, even though they had so many possessions, they just kept putting Dallas's defense back on the field. Mm. Yeah, that's right. It makes them... Just dragged them. Tired, tired, tired. Um, and we said it before, a few weeks ago, when they ran the ball well with Pollard, didn't have pressure on Dak, and their defense was getting turnovers and coming up with points, which really, really helps. That's all well and good. And if you've got a plus turnover difference for the year, that's a positive. But in the big games, it's going to be in the hand of your quarterback. Absolutely. And this was another day where I know they were behind and he probably had to throw the ball a little bit more, but a couple of picks he threw were awful. Like, just straight up trash. Like, a tip pick's one thing, but like the one late in the piece that was literally just straight to the stomach of someone in the middle of the field when there's three blokes there, it was as bad as the one against Arizona that he threw into triple coverage. <laughs> and that's why you look at a team like them and, again, revamp the run game. Good bits on defense. They've obviously had a couple of injuries there now, but it's like, all right, when it comes down to a brass tacks, when it's a punch for punch, your quarterback needs to be able to win you a game. They're paying big dollars. Yeah, I think it's a bit more than the quarterback. But yeah, the quarterback's got a bit of a stink about him. Mm. Well, under pressure, yeah. it does. So, yeah. um, There's only one way to remove that. Yeah, well, he's got a long-term contract though, doesn't he? So, um, big, big day here. And Purdy... Again, I'm raving about their defense, but their defense got torched. It did get torched, and that's another problem with getting a couple of injuries. Deron Bland, who started well, Diggs obviously at the ACL, he went off injured. So if a couple of those pieces get hurt, um, that immediately puts more pressure again back on your offense. He's going to have to come up with more. <laughs> yeah, it does. They stopped Pollard; they couldn't run their offensive line, which is very highly paid. Couldn't yeah. hold up against the front of Bosa, Hargrave, and Fred Warner made some big plays at linebacker. Lenorm, the guy they've got in the backfield, like they lost a few bits on their secondary. They, they've patched up real nice. Mm. And the trade from McCaffrey, everyone at the time, again, thought was crazy for a running back. We said this last week. He's not just a running back. He's no. a weapon. They utilize him in so many ways, and he's underrated in other parts of his game. He chopped at Micah Parsons a couple of times. Like they just bashed Micah Parsons. Yeah. He got absolutely no relief. Um, but, yeah, 49ers looking real good, and you look at Purdy, some of the plays on the move, some of the vision, and we've said it before, even just the touch. This is the part that probably frustrates me about the grading. It reminds me when we when I watched uh, 
what's bloody Moneyball for the first time. Like, good looking bloke, good arm, you got a good looking girlfriend, he's confident and all that. Sometimes it makes me think that that's the way basically they used to look at quarterbacks. He's 6'6, six, six, he can throw a ball, but if you watch him actually play, yeah. it's like, yeah, but he throws a ball 60 plus yards. It's like, yeah, but can he play? Because you've got a little guy like this who was at Iowa State who was very smart, very successful, moved the ball, can clearly read defenses. Got some nice, doesn't have the biggest arm in the world, but touch throws, good move. Like he does all the other processing side of it a lot better than what an athlete does. Yeah. So he can play quarterback and that's all that should matter. Are you a quarterback? He's clearly a quarterback. He ain't Mr. Irrelevant no more, that's for sure. That's 10 regular seasons in a row, I think, for him. Victories. uh, um, Things really nice and off the back of that elbow surgery. They were really worried about that in the off season. Kittle, slow start of the year. Got a triple on his 30th birthday. Yeah. Had the shirt lifted up with Fuck Dallas on it. That was funny. He's quite a character. <laughs> so, he's a very loose human being. I like George Kittle. Um, and again, like you watch the way the receivers even get involved in all the blocking and like screens with plays. It's just, yeah, Shanahan's a freak. There's a lot going on. I just hope for his sake at some point well, he, so he gets but, his Super Bowl. You know, yeah. He's had... We had to sign him hmm. and we just... Between his Chiefs 49ers moment where they led, the Falcons won that. I, he's a guy I think is, you know, he's too smart not to get a ring at some point. Could be this year. Yeah. Who knows? But had a lot of good seasons, but at some point he's going to want to hit pay to it. I think so. Because, um, yeah, at the end of the day, as we all say, you, you talk about people, but the only thing that really matters is championships. So he's going to want to get a ring at some point, Kyle, but... Very good start, four turnovers, blew them off the park. In the last game, the Packers-Vegas, that wasn't pretty today either. Um, bad day for the Packers. They tried to run the ball plenty with Dylan. They got things moving. It was Again, I, we said last week about how many good young pieces they had. They actually put the stat up today. Just, they are the youngest offense in the NFL. Mm. So between Musgrave, Watson, Dobbs, like first and second year players and receivers basically across the board, Jones would be the most experienced piece on offense. Bar the linemen. That's crazy. Uh, all their weapons are basically first and second year players. And then you've got a guy that sat for a couple of years is essentially a rookie quarterback because he's starting now. Um, and it's unfortunately sort of showed up in this game. The Raiders, one of their better days. They haven't had the greatest start. They're on a three-game losing streak. Um, come up with some good plays on defense. Hmm. They got Love moving a couple of times. He made a couple of plays, but tip pick. Um, there was one that was pretty average that he threw sort of straight into coverage and then late in the game again. Um, another tip pick sort of at the back and third for the day and they just sort of shut him out that way. Jimmy G, back out of concussion protocol. Jacobs got rolling a little bit better. They still didn't snap off any huge gains but got enough work to get some third downs. Um, they even used Jacobson for one of their touchdowns and Michael Mayer, who was a guy I thought was going to be a bit more utilised, finally got a couple of nice plays in the passing game. He didn't lead on Devontae as much, but ugly win or not, it's a win. Yeah. And they needed it. So both these teams are now two and three. Um, but yeah, you look at Green Bay, it was similar to what we talked about with a few teams converting in the red zone. Three picks and had a couple opportunities down there, could only come up with field goals. So mm. learning curve for love and that young offense, but a rough day, that's for sure. Big time, yeah. Rough day. Yeah. That's all the games for this week. Let's have a look at the odds and what's coming up. And we're right in the thick of the buy schedule now too. So I think this week there was, what, only 12 games instead of 16? Yeah. 
shortens it up. It's one of the big buy weeks. I think this week there's only two buys from memory. So it sort of rotates all the way through to say, I think it's week 13 or 14. And then the last three rounds or so, they've got no buys again. But yeah. um, this week kicks off. Divisional matchup, but big week for Denver. They're playing Kansas City. So the way they've been going to roll in good luck. to the Chiefs in a divisional game, it's not a good time off the back of what happened. It's not. It's make or break. And uh, rightly so, they're $5.10 outsiders and the line's 10.5 points. Yeah. I know the Chiefs haven't been great on offense, but the way Denver's defending. Yeah, I just this, want to play with their food at the moment. This could be a warm-up week. So <clears throat> like, the Chiefs, like the Chiefs in that one, I think. Yeah. Baltimore against Tennessee. Hard again. Both these teams have been up and down like a fiddler's elbow, but you'd think Baltimore's got more to play for in the north. Yeah. They have to win. Uh, Tennessee, their division's all locked up, but again, week to week so far, um, Henry's had a one probably big game. Tannehill's had some moments that really leaned on their defense, so certainly no cakewalk for the Ravens, but Ravens dollar fifty-seven, three and a half. I'd go with the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, 49ers, Browns, that's a big game. So, is Deshaun back this week? He had the rest the week before. Um, off the bye. Hopefully fresh. That's big. Big for the Browns. Same deal. You lose this one and a couple of results go the other way in the north. Suddenly, you've gone from a couple of weeks ago looking like the dominant team to being back in the third or fourth position. Yeah. So, traveling, I think it's at Cleveland. So, tougher road trip. For the Browns, really good defensive front. There with Cleveland as well, so it'd be a good test for that line and Purdy. But good matchup. I'll, I'll favour the 49ers because they're absolutely rolling at the moment, but a uh, good test match in terms of that defensive front. $2.75 if you like the value. About the Browns. Falcons, Commanders. Your slight favourites, the Falcons. dollar seventy two fifteen. The Commanders. There's been good moments, there's been bad moments, but last week was pretty bad. Wasn't great. So... That defensive front, if they turn up and put pressure on Ritter and force it to be more of a ground game, I think they've got a chance. But if they don't start well early, different story. But be, I can understand the odds be here. Big issues. Falcons at home, uh, minus two and a half dollars seventy. Commanders two fifteen. Carolina against Miami, dear lord, could be big. Could be huge. I'm at Miami, I'm pretty sure as well. They're a dollar ten, seven dollars a Carolina minus thirteen and a half the line. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If you looking at what the Lions did to them and the way that they run the football and pass as well, they're probably not as physical and as bruising and their line's probably not as strong, but at the same time, with the amount of movement and speed, this could get ugly. It's a different sort of way they operate their offense, but yeah, this, this could get very ugly. <laughs> so there's a good reason for those odds. Minnesota against Chicago. It's a divisional game. Surely Minnesota gets a win here. You'd think so. Have to. The Bears might have got some confidence out of last week, but, man, Minnesota. It, it, divisional and your opponent that you're coming up against, it, this is your chance. They're $1.64. Bears 226 minus 2.5 the line. Surely it's a day where Kirk yelling you like that. It's got to be. You'd hope so, mm. for their sake. Otherwise, it's going to be curtains. Yeah. For Kurtz. <clears throat> and divisional... Colts, Jags, chance to take the advantage there. Minshew, more than likely going to be playing. Pretty sure it looks like Richardson's going to miss multiple weeks. Jacksonville, back after two weeks in London. See if the travel has any effect there or if they come home immediately. 
and they get themselves settled in. But divisional games always tough. Dollar fifty, the Jags. I'll slightly go in their favour. Um, but week two of Taylor, you expect you probably see the best of him in a few weeks' time. Get a two-headed monster going with him and Moss. Um, but yeah, Colts certainly haven't been an easy out. New Orleans Texans uh, disappointing last week. Huge win for the Saints, but Texans at home two to oh three outsiders dollar seventy nine for the Saints. I think if they can get to Carr early, do what the Patriots couldn't do, that they'd be they'll be right in the mix here. Well, yeah, because some pressure on. last week. You know, the points just went again. It's the pick six, early points. <laughs> couldn't run the ball, couldn't pass the ball. If there's one thing Texans have showed, they can do both those things. Yeah. But, yeah, if they can get the car, if he's playing through that injury, it's sort of make it a bit of a dogfight. Certainly a good chance. <clears throat> and huge matchup. We talked about Cincy pulling themselves back in that division. They've got the Seahawks off the bye. Yeah, so tough. Good test. Is that at- Where's it at? Uh, the way they do this is the other way around, isn't it? Isn't the bottom teams the home team? So it's at Cincy. I'll have a look. I'm pretty sure the way they... <clears throat> yeah, so Chiefs... My sub was at Arrowhead. So yeah, bottom team, home team. So it's at oh, Cincy. It's at Cincy. So Seattle, at Cincy... Dollar sixty one, Bengals minus two and a half. Hawks off the buy. Yeah, I'd lean Cincinnati at home. Mm. Was it Seattle? Yeah, off the buy. Oh, Seattle, one thing, things that hold up on the road, <laughs> run game. What's the line, did you say? Minus two and a half. Two Cincy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically field goal win. Yeah. Um I'd take that. Yeah. Tough matchup, but coming up with a big win. Heading back home. Hell, hopefully a bit better. But yeah, Seattle, they can run the ball. They can sustain drives. Defense looked a bit better, especially their secondary uh, the week before they were off. So they had a couple injuries to start the season there. Bit of a test, but good game that one. Belter. Pats Raiders. McDaniels versus Belichick at Vegas. The way they're going right now, they could get flogged, <laughs> by, the, get flogged by the Raiders. <clears throat> yeah, I'll be going Vegas. Um, yeah, there's nothing that makes me want to tip the Patriots at the moment. And Taking those last two sort of positive bits off the defense took away anything they had last week. They had absolutely <clears> nothing positive to come out of that. But dollar sixty four two twenty seven. I'm surprised it's that close to be honest. Mm. Minus two and a half for the Raiders. I'd eat the points. Lions Bucks. That's an underrated game. Bucks have had a good start of the year. Off the bye. Uh, I don't know if Evans will be available. He left that game before, but Mayfield's certainly been doing a job. They got some veterans on defense matching up with a tough Lions team. Lions traveling, but $1.58 favorite. The Bucks 240 at home. Three and a half, the line there. Um, lean towards the Lions with what we've seen, yeah. but yeah, certainly no walk in the park. And at Tampa, it's rowdy at Raymond James. Yeah. I think Detroit will handle it. Mm. Cardinals, what we said, been a tough out along with the Rams. Divisional game. Uh at LA, Cardinals three forty three, Rams dollar thirty two minus six and a half. Dobbs is first pick of the season, but they got back to twenty four twenty against the Bengals. So there's been nothing so far to deter or show that they're going to go away. Rams, in a similar fashion, been good nuisance value, been able to sustain drives. But I guess week two of Cup with Nakua for Stafford, uh, maybe lean slightly towards the Rams. But again, with the way the 
Arizona's played mm. to be given six and a half points or three odds oh, lines three. Oh, okay. Like that's good odds. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be given three plus for them in any of the games they've had anymore. From what they've dished up so far, but they keep giving them. So yeah, Philly Jets. Um, I think this could be a bit ugly for the Jets. We know their defense has sort of sustained them, but Zach Wilson up against that defensive <laughs> front, Elijah Vera Tucker Torrey's Achilles. Their line was already bad to start the season for Rogers. I think Jalen Carter and the front for the Eagles could absolutely massacre the Jets this week. Yeah, this could be real ugly. But they're a dollar thirty-one traveling to New York. Um, yeah, that that is real tough. And then the Giants, you want to talk about getting ugly for New York teams, whether Jones plays or not, so they run into the Bills off the back of that tough loss. Huh. So travel, yes, but <laughs> enjoy that bit of turnaround. They were certainly angry with the way things went, and they're a dollar ten, seven dollars. The Giants, fourteen and a half. The long. day bowl bowl. So yeah, previously from that neck of the woods, and then. Probably a, a bit of a, a weird one on Monday, but a kind of a gauge on where these two teams are at. The Chargers have been an odd team so far, and the Cowboys a lot thought were good and then got absolutely blown out. They're head-to-head Monday night football. So they've got the Cowboys slightly favoured, $1.76. It's LA at LA, which all Americans joke. It's not a home ground advantage. There's always well, more away when, fans. Not when they're playing Dallas. So Dallas uh, are the favourites there against the Chargers. Hmm. I'm going to go Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to go the Chargers too. I just think, as much as people sometimes talk about Herbert, I'm like, Her- Herbert floats that team. Yeah, he's gone. So, you know, we've got Dallas dished up. I'd uh, much rather Herbert than Prescott. Yeah, it's not even, not even a question. But, yeah, Eckler, will he be available? Getting him back into the mix. They obviously lost. Oh, I think they're saying he's out. Again? Yeah. And all the, every one of these running backs that held out or talked about deals and want security, basically all of them got hurt. Yeah, Saquon got hurt. I drafted him, got hurt. he hasn't played for me. So, well, I had old Chubby, who's been Mr. Rock Solid, and absolutely shredded his knee. Yeah. But, yeah, that's an interesting one. That's two teams that people are, are looking at and had sort of hopes for. There was a lot of talk around Dallas, not so much Chargers. I thought the Chargers were going to be better than what they are so far. But, yeah, this could be big in the context of both their seasons. But anything else, mate? No, zip it there you go. So Eagles and 49ers on the NFC side stay undefeated. You got the Chiefs and the Dolphins on the AFC side leading the race at four and one and there's a massive logjam of three and two teams now. Huge. So been a bit more competition probably divisionally on that side, but yeah, NFC, your top three are real clear cut so far. It's been 49ers, Philly, and then the Lions have had that one loss. Yeah. Other than that, pretty much been in control. Um, and in terms of Winless teams, it's just Carolina now. Mm. Bears got their first. Poor buggers. Broncos got their oh, they first. they got this week again? The Panthers. Uh, we said it was a bad matchup. Let me scroll back up. Carolina's got the Dolphins. So, oh, that's what, what I'm You think seven bucks? Just the reason I say it is because teams like that rarely stay... Undefeated for for long. I'm not saying they're going to beat Miami. Yeah, I, I think you get you get value on them when they do eventually win, and rightfully so because they stink. But what I'm saying is, I think it'll be within the next two to three weeks. I reckon it'll be a divisional game. Yeah, I don't know. But it always seems to be in those divisional games that it's been a bit closer. Bit form goes out the window, it gets gritty. So I don't know when they match back up with like you guys or that they've already played the Saints. 
Yeah. Um, but I think if it, it'll be more than likely the divisional game where they get there first. So, tough. But, yeah, rolling with the Dolphins. You look at the Lions did more brutalising you with their front and their running game. Dolphins speed to a different level. But... they got uh, Dolphins, Texans, Colts next through. Okay. Well, Colts is a chance. Texans is a chance. You're talking about two teams that are sort of scrapping. There's... So, there you go. Yeah. So, the next three, they have to win again. Yeah. They're getting sort of into that spot. Where Cowboys, like... Titans, Bucks, Saints, Falcons, Packers, oh. Jags, Bucks. Forget what they I They played said. the hardest. Like, this with their... Their, their remaining or hardest remaining game really this one mm. anyway coming into that best sort of three week window that's for sure yeah a couple of teams uh, not exactly around at the top end but there you go another week down in the NFL an interesting week couple of teams surging away and now that we know that matchup's coming uh, I've got my fingers crossed that they're both healthy come December yeah December could, 4 could be a preview of the NFC championship again Yep, could be. Um, and yeah, AFC side. Like we said, Chiefs working through some things. You got the Bills uh, and the Dolphins, who obviously already went head to head. They'll go head to head again later in the year, probably fighting at the moment to look like that second team. But yeah, a bit more competition going on the AFC side, that's for sure. Definitely. But there you go. Another great week. Fingers crossed there's some more great matchups this weekend. And um, we've had some people message through about watching games or how they can see more of the highlights. We spoke about it before. We're obviously on design and we've got the game pass so we can see all the games, the long version, the short version, the minis, and then there's all the other extra content that comes with it. But I'm pretty sure if you log on and have a look, um, for the couple of listeners that have messaged, I'm pretty sure there's a free option to register and just see highlights packages. So I don't know if it's just the five-minute package or whatnot, but it'll at least give you an overview of all the games. Yeah. So it's obviously impossible to watch every all 16 in full. But, yeah, get on to DAZN, D-A-Z-N, NFL Game Pass, and have a look. There was two options when I originally signed up. We got the whole kit and caboodle, so you can watch more games and get all the extra content. But I'm pretty sure the free package is at least the five-minute highlight. So that'll give you at least, you know, that brief or the overview of all the games if you're interested. So check that out. Let me know if that works. Uh, If not, I'd say Google's your best friend and see if you can find other ways. But just about anything with the NFL, you know, official link with it is your best way to go. Mm. So there you go. Done for another week, Box. You're you're going away for a few days? Going to Wollongong for a few days. Yeah. I was actually almost going to go to LA for a couple of nights. Wow. But, yeah, I thought better of it. I thought the wife wouldn't really like that. So <laughs> Solo with the family? Solo. Boom. Yeah. There's two games on it so far. This weekend, uh, Rams, Cards, and then the Dallas Chargers back-to-back nights. So I could have flown in on the Saturday morning, did college, got up Sunday, do NFL, do Monday night football, and then fly home Tuesday night. But, you know. If you would have told me that, I just would have told Casey we're going. Yeah. I probably got less blowback because I don't have a family, but. <laughs> yeah, four days. I would have happily been in the doghouse for a little bit. So Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night, home, three nights. What about the flights? Flights are about two and a half return. That's not too bad. No, that's what I said. Bloody almost, it costs them 300 yeah, you can get three nights accommodation for about, yeah, 700 600 700 That's costing about 300 just to go to bloody so Queensland up, these days. All up it'll cost, yeah, about four grand. 
Sounds like a worthwhile weekend to me. That's what I said. The only thing missing is Vegas. Yeah. But, yeah. Not a bad idea. I was almost there, mate. It's not too late, mate. Mm. <laughs> it's not too late. Yeah. I just won't say anything. I started working away for the weekend. I just rock back in. I got an, I bought an Esther. Oh, Etsy. Uh, Etsa, whatever. I it think is. I've still got my one. Esther. I don't know how long they last. Two years, yours will be gone. Oh, there you go. It will be gone. Two years. Didn't take long to get approved. 20, 20 bucks. Yeah, they're approved within That's your visa, hours. isn't it? Yeah, it's what's... Well, basically. Yeah, not a visa, but yeah, it's what Australians need to get in, so... Mm. Yeah, I remember when I landed in landed in Dallas and I got the runaround. I scanned at one machine, sent me another line. Then it said, go here, went to another one, scanned, got sent, and then I ended up all the way over with just a random queue of people for about 30 minutes and the guy literally was like, so you're here for the sports and stuff? I was like, yep. He's like, all right, cool. So I was like, all right. I just got pushed into eight different machines for an hour and a half and yeah. whoever wanted to talk to me just was like, yeah, cool. Enjoy your holiday. Yeah, you're not checking in quick. I was just like, hmm, all right. Yeah, uh, I looked at New York, but there wasn't much going on in New York. So nah, and if you can get a good glut, like you said, of a few things in a row, that was what happened when we went to Boston. It's a we, longer, longer flight as well. Boston, we got all three sports in three days. Yeah, it's pretty We good. had home opener for the hockey, the season opener, sorry. Then we had the home opener for NBA, which was like game three. Yeah. And then the Pats were six weeks in and undefeated. So three nights in a row, or sorry, three days in a row. It was two nights in a day. It was Boston, 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 back-to-back, all three teams. Hmm. And I think Pats were off. Mm, that wasn't the Super Bowl year, or was it? Might have been the year after the Rams Super Bowl. There you go. So they're off the Super Bowl. The Bruins played the Jazz home opener. They lost to them in the Stanley Cup. First play, Chara smashed someone on the boards and started a fight. It was awesome. And then uh, Celtics beat Toronto opening night, who were just off their championship. There we are. So the three days there, like you said, when it was all back-to-back, the city was just buzzing. People everywhere. So... Hmm. One good thing about America, like you said, when you can get a glut of activity in a few days, you just know when sport's on. Yeah. There is just people everywhere. There's jerseys everywhere. There's nothing like it. The atmosphere's sick. Anyway. To dream. Yeah. Oh, well. Wrap things up for another week. Everybody out there, hope you're doing well. Enjoy the NFL, and we'll see you again next week.